times on when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages. Talk about your songs. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Wait! Pause the motitis. I am broken, my hearty, and I would like to inform all of you out there in the multiverse about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence, yes. It is called The Go Home Show, and it is hosted by Jordan and Nick, and they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant, yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the wrestling multiverse. Make sure to check them out, The Go Home Show, as you will find it absolutely stupid. And we're back with another episode of the Go Home Show. It's your boy Jordan here at my homie Nick. What is up, guys? I am in like month two of no PS5, so I'm barely getting by. <laughs> I'm still PS5 list. Also, haven't been really trying though, so I'm I'm just living, man. Uh, how you been besides going through uh, PS5 withdrawals? <laughs> <laughs> I need a fix. Um, <laughs> no, I'm good though, man. Uh, just living life, man. Watching wrestling, and it's getting a little chilly now. And unfortunately, we get that lake effect. Yeah, you hate to see that. Uh, Is cannot... it getting cold by you too? Yeah, it's cold. It's like it was like 30 around here. Like okay, so I was probably like 10 degrees warmer than where y'all are at, probably. Yeah, because it's crazy that yeah, exactly 10 degrees. Yeah, and then my girlfriend, she's from Delaware. Yeah, and apparently Delaware don't really get that much snow she said really yeah which is nuts to me because i thought that was kind of like our deal yeah i thought like northeast and like would also get just as amount, the same amount of snow but exactly but not the case i guess oh well hey oh well well the snow can stay away but that's right <laughs> aside from the cold week so far we've had a really good week of wrestling man and he could just hop into it but before we get into the fun stuff there's got to start it out on a somber note as too often we've had to in 2020 uh gotta send a quick rest in peace to uh T- tom tiny lister aka debo from friday uh zeus from the uh what era would you say that was with the whole hulkamania thing that um, he was involved with was that the golden era would you call that or is I that think they call that yeah i think they call that i don't know what, what i call what i consider it yeah or are you saying like what is it what do they call it? Yeah, that's I can't remember off the top of my head what they would call that era. They they have names for all those eras, but he was a, a, very involved like Hulk Hogan back in the day, and yeah, he also he had started a, out as a professional wrestler before he was an actor. Yeah, and he also yeah. had a short stint in uh, WCW. It was it wasn't long. I think he was called like it was something stupid Z, the Z Man, <laughs> so, something something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, rest in peace to a legend, man. We, Dude, the the Devo character is one of the most quoted characters ever, I feel like. Yeah. I saw a memorial to him, of course, and uh all the people that were in the Friday movies that yeah. passed. Man, it's a lot of people. Oh uh, yeah. Pops is gone too, man. Bernie Mac. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of them on there, but yeah, man. And he was he was young too. I mean, he was only like sixty two or three. Yeah. That's young, yeah. man. That's too young. Definitely, definitely. It's very sad, but wear your mask, p- please. 
Yeah, for real. Because apparently it was COVID related things that got him. But just everybody stay safe out there. And RP to Debo, RP to a legend, man. Friday's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Absolutely. But on a uh, on a better note, there was so much wrestling this weekend, man. So much, and uh, it's usually a, a lot to begin with. So yeah, exactly, you did Sa- the job, brother. Saturday night was packed, and uh, I was watching multiple things at the same time. But first thing I'm, t- I'm gonna talk about is Triple Mania, man. Tri- Triple Oz biggest show of the year, and it was chaos as usual. <laughs> the two standout matches for me were the uh, Marvel. Uh, tag match so <laughs> yes you heard that right it was a marvel sponsored tag match apparently triple a has a uh some type of deal with marvel i'm not too sure what exactly it is but this is a match and in this match you saw venom teaming with thanos to take on captain america <laughs> <laughs> and spider-man you know, I was wondering what our dream uh our dream match was missing in our booking. This is it, baby. Yeah, you're right. We just needed the snap. Thanos hits oh, the snap shit. and it's game over. That's right. Did he do it in the match? I don't think he did. Ah, but did he have the glove? He did have like a if anything on the gimmick going on. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> but <laughs> the people who are behind these characters are just, just as entertaining as the fact that they was having it himself. So Daga was Captain America. Leo Rush was Spider-Man. Thanos was Brian Cage. And the big man Venom was Black Taurus, which is nice. one of my favorite guys at AAA. That dude rules. That man's a yeah. beast. He's dope. <laughs> He's dope. Yeah, it was a really fun match, though. And uh, of course, you already know, Thanos ain't doing the job. <laughs> uh-uh. He's snapping them fingers. Get him out of here. Yeah, that they... Thanos and uh, Venom ended up picking up the win, which is not a, <laughs> a sentence I thought I would be saying 2020, but look where we are, man. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> and the semi as bad as the Toxic Turtles. Remember them? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's it. Hey, respect. Respect all around. That's all I'm going to say. Respect to Marvel, <laughs> though, for sure. The Toxic Turtles is... That shit was dookie. At least this shit was probably entertaining, like you said. And it was, yeah, it was sick because all the guys in the match could go. And it was right, just, exactly. Like, if I told you the ta- a tag match with Black Taru's team of Brian Cage against Leo Russian Daga, that's just that's a banger. And it yeah, was. I don't even need the Marvel gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun. Yeah. But the semi main event of the show was a great match for the uh, AAA Mega Championship. The cleaner, Kenny Omega. Against Laredo Kid and man, they <laughs> Kenny Omega, he's in full best bout machine mode because this was a great match. It's on YouTube. I check it, recommend checking it out. It's it was so good, man. They were flying all over the place. Uh <laughs> Michael Nakazawa was at ring size. He took a few bumps. <laughs> Why was he there just because they asked him to bring somebody along or maybe yeah, that's, suggested it? Yeah, it's Kenny's best friend, I guess. So oh, okay. He was is just that there. part of the storyline in AAA, or is it? Nah, it's there? just okay. He was just his corner man for the match. He wanted some backup. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but man, this match was nuts. They were flying all over the place. There was <laughs> there was one spot where Laredo Kid and uh, Le Hodel Vakingo did like a crazy dive off of. I don't even know how to describe the structure, 
but they did like swanton's on to kenny and nakazawa from like so high up it was nuts who's that guy that's always jumping off really high shit in triple a uh aerostar oh my god didn't we see him wrestle yeah we did at uh warrior yeah he did not jump off anything high off the the roof basically man he last year superman his animals died because he jumped like 20 feet nobody caught him (laughs) jesus christ and then who you said laredo kid and who uh, El, El, El Hijo de Vikingo. It's just like, this is the guy that needs to get out of Mexico because he will be the biggest. Star. He's like Rey Mysterio. Like, he, this dude has done some of the craziest things I've ever seen a wrestler do. Wow. That's and saying th- a lot. It's high praise. And I, I think he's like 20. I'm going to look it up as I speak right now because I know he's really young. And he's insanely, like, insanely impressive, man. It's. I recommend looking up his his stuff too. He's 23 actually, so same age as me. But Damn. that's still very young for very young. And if, if he can break break out of Mexico and make it into the US, that dude's gonna be making a lot, a lot of money. I promise that. No, 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 no. You get the mask, you put it on, you're the same age. <laughs> It'll be like a uh Sincara kind of gimmick. Sincara, oh I I hope I don't botch as much. <laughs> It'll be, a, or I'm sorry, it'll be like a La Parker. It'll be like three of them. Shout out oh, to yeah. RIP, uh, LA Park. No, it was La Parker who died, the triple A one. Yeah, it was the second one. Yeah, so he, he was the triple A, like original. And then right. LA Park is the WCW one. Right. We also had a match on the show and he almost died. Really? Or, you know, he didn't, not he didn't almost die. He saved somebody's life. Basically, oh my god they, they did like a tope and he, they just went straight down <laughs> oh my he, god he, he caught them though but like they just went torpedo directly to the floor and they bounced off a rope or something no he just they just did not die very well <laughs> i don't know what, what they the fuck jeez but back back to the the mega championship match it was nuts uh the finish was insane i don't know if i if you would have told me this is going to be the finish i'd be like no nah, he's not gonna do that Kenny Omega hits an avalanche one wing angel. One, two, three. And at 3.2, Laredo K kicks out. He's got to, he's keep he's keeping himself strong. Yeah, yeah, they're protecting their guys. Yeah. Damn, man. That's that it just was, seems like it could go very wrong. Very <laughs> quickly. So dangerous. Yeah. Uh so how did he how did he uh, I guess I'll just he was, he was facing away from the ring when he did it. So he jumped backwards with it. That seems more dangerous. Hey, man. He's a pro. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it was a really fun match, man. Definitely recommend checking that out. But uh, that wasn't the only show that happened on Saturday because right after that show finished, you went over to NewJapanWorld.com or whatever the URL is, and the Super J Cup started. And this is a very fun... If you're not aware of what the Super J Cup is, it's a uh, tournament that Super or I said Super Jushin. Jushin Thunder Liger started. <laughs> the Super Jushin Cup. The Super Jushin Cup. But basically it is, yeah. The Super J Hell Cup. Yes. Super Junior Cup, whatever you want to call it. But, dude, this is just a great show. Um, I'm just going to run down all the matches, and then I'll talk about the, my highlights as we go down. So the first match in the first round was Chris Bay defeating Clark Connors. The uh, Ultimate Finesser had a great showing, which I'll talk about more when we talk about Impact. But he had a great night. In two different places at the same time. <laughs> Damn, he's a he's doing he's doing all kind of jabs. 
uh, the next match was ACH against TJP, and ACH picked up the win, which is super, man, ACH rules. This is a really good match. Really, really good match there. And one of my favorite matches of the whole show, Blake Christian and Ray Horse, they were, this was a banger, man. They were flying all over the place. Blake Christian got his nose broken at one point. Damn. And he picked up the win still. Blake Christian get going over there. And that uh, broken nose kind of plays into the rest of the show, but the last match of the first round was <laughs> the headbanger himself representing the bullet club for life, for life, for life. El Fantasmo defeated Leo Rush. And Fantasmo's working this gimmick right now where he came out and all the sound like went out and like they muted the whole, the whole sound on the stream. And it said, um, music muted for copyright reasons and his gimmick right now is that he's <laughs> i don't know if this, this might be a shoot actually but I, I don't think it is i think it's a gimmick that he's uh holding out on letting the fans hear his new music because he hasn't he wants more money signed over to him from new japan for the the, the rights to play <laughs> oh shit it, i think it's just like a heel thing because he's like playing it up as he's walking around pointing to his ears and everything <laughs> gotcha. oh okay yeah, that makes sense then if he's like in on it or he's playing yeah his ears. yeah and then, like the commentator is like, "Oh my god, this guy is such a jerk." <laughs> it was it was really funny. Uh, Alice Kozlov and uh, Kevin Kelly were on commentary here. Oh, okay. The forever hooligan, Alex Kozlov. His, <clears throat> sorry, uh, LP's theme song should be um, "Bang Your Head" by Quiet Riot. Bang your head. Down, down. Man, I'll help you drive you mad. Oh my god, that dude, we talked about Legends of Wrestling not too long ago. I think that was off podcast, but that song was in the intro of that game. Like, as it opened up, that song would play as they showed, like, oh man, that just that's wait, it was in that game, yes. Oh, that, we've come full circle then. That just unlocked a memory deep inside my head as I started singing that. <laughs> Damn, that that's, was Legends of Wrestling, what one? I think that that might have been Legends of Wrestling 2. Or showdown legends of wrestling. Okay, I think we talked about this off air. We did, I'm pretty sure. But regardless, <laughs> everybody listening should go talk about or should go check out those three games. I don't Absolutely. know. If you can still play. I think probably on Xbox since there's some cross compatibility, you can probably get it off the store. Which I'm gonna look tonight and see if I can get it because I want to play that game. Showdown legends of wrestling ruled. Hell yeah! But speaking of ruled, <laughs> ELP ended up with LP. I picked up the win here to move on to the next round. And then we had a little bit of uh, non-tournament action as we saw Rocky Romero and Fred Rosser, formerly known as uh, Mr. No Days Off, Darren Young. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good, good for him. Yeah, shout out to Mr. No Days Off, Darren Young rules, Fred Rosser rules. And they are taking on, taking on uh, some representatives of Team Filthy. We got Danny Limelight. And the big dog, J.R. Kratos. This man is a beast. This dude's huge. I don't even know how to describe him. He looks like Kratos without the tattoos. This man okay, jacked. He's huge. But this match was really fun. And uh, Danny Limelight ended up picking up the win, pinning Rocky Romero. And he's kind of it was kind of like a gimmick where they were talking about how like the young guy was trying to get a win over the veteran, and he got the win. So dope. Good for him. Uh, Danny Limelight's also been on AEW Dark for the past few weeks, so he's getting a lot, getting a lot of exposure. He seems pretty good at, from what I've seen of him so far. 
He's kind of like a he's like a Puerto Rican dude. He also wears like the Puerto Rican uh, flag bandana. So I could see them putting him putting him with like uh, Santana Ortiz because he he has like a similar look to Santana. He looks like an older or like a younger, skinnier Santana. Oh, okay. So I, I could see them put it, throwing them together, and maybe doing like a new LAX with them in Kingston. Oh, yeah, and Eva Lee is there too. She's in it. She... Yeah. Nice. Bring Conan in for a few shots. That'd be dope. Oh yeah. He was already in there for the the Vegas thing. Yeah, that's true. But uh, <laughs> this next match, man, ACH. Don't forget the super against the ultimate finesse, Chris Bay. This match was great. Oh yeah, that's great match. And then uh, ACH ended up picking up the win, but that match was awesome, man. This is it was a huge like huge night for like I said for Chris Bay, and he really proved himself to show that he's a main event star here, man. He's the dude is the, the dude's the future for sure, and ACH is the past, future, and present because this dude is <laughs> just one of the best on the planet. Yeah, he really is. The uh, the last semifinal match was El Fantasma taking on Blake Christian, and uh, <laughs> El LP is such an asshole, man. He was just literally grabbing Blake Christian's broken nose and twisting it like it was Ooh. a shoe broken nose too. So I know that had to hurt, but like. <laughs> Fuck. He's gonna get a potato, brother. Or a yeah, he was literally like grabbing it and just twisting it. it. Looked like it hurt so bad. <laughs> it was gross. What a dick. He ended up picking up a win with another. So the first match he won with a low blow, and this match he also won with a low blow. <laughs> Asshole. Heel. Low blow club. Yeah, right. But speaking of that, uh, same club that El Fantasmo happens to be a part of. The next match was more non-tournament action as we saw. Kenta and Hikaleo representing the Bullet Club taking on Red Narita, which is one of my favorite young lions in, in New Japan. And a new young lion who really, really impressed me, Kevin Knight. This dude looked like he's about to be, he's like a a younger black dude and he's jacked and like probably like the, a similar size to Kenta. But okay. he, he was he was standing in there with Kenta, like laying like forearming each other. Kenta was Kenta was said, "Welcome to the business, kid," because he was laying into him. It was this match was really fun. I, re- I recommend checking that out too. Because we saw Ren Narita go against Alex Shelley at a Warrior show, and he really impressed me there. I think I think you were at that one. I'm pretty sure. Mm, I don't know. I've only maybe. seen Alex Shelley, I think, twice, and I don't think either one of them was at Warrior. Oh well, maybe not then. But regardless, I, I wish. He did. He wrestled Ren Narita at Warrior, and I got to meet Ren Narita. He was, he was like a nice dude. And nice. Uh, this match was just really, really good. It was kind of a uh, I don't know. It's just like a, a, a proving ground for the young the young lions, I think. And they for, they proved that they can they could take some punishment. <laughs> yeah, it was. A good, it sounds like it was a good matchup. It's yeah, like it was good pairing, I guess. Yeah, it was really fun. And of course, the Bullet Club. To, got the win here. Kenta ended up. <laughs> Kenta was trying to w- beat them with a. Uh, y- you know how you, New Japan l- young lions can only use certain moves. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I'm not super familiar, but I did know. I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So Kenta was just being heel. Kenta. He was trying to win with the Boston Crab because that's one of the young lion moves. <laughs> so he was just putting on a Boston Crab and like cranking it back. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know. I, I love that. Uh. Love that. It's a good heel touch too. Yeah, it is. He's like, oh, I, I don't even need to do everything I can do. I can do everything you can do. Can right. Do it better. Oh shit! I'm gonna yeah. beat you with your own move. Yeah, I loved it. It was a really fun match. And the finals, we saw El Fantasmo against ACH in a really, really fun match. But uh, the headbanger is now back to back. 
Super J Cup champion. Damn. Which leads to Wrestle Kingdom this year, January 4th and January 5th. He's not the only uh, back-to-back, back-to-back winner that's going to be on the show, and he's actually going against the back-to-back Best of Super Juniors winner, Hiromu Takahashi. Oh! And so that's going to be Hiromu against LP, for the, uh, and the winner moves on to face Ishimori the next night. Oh, okay. For the nice. Junior Championship. And speaking of that, this this weekend also was the the fin, fin, uh, finals of Best of Super Juniors and World Tag League, and Hiromu ended up picking up the win at the finals of Best of Super Juniors against uh, El Desperado, and El Desperado was unmasked. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, and this dude is he, It's so weird that the masked wrestlers are just randomly like good looking dudes because this dude's right. just like <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was not what I expected them to look like at all because like. His mask made his head look like a really weird shape, and it is not at all. Yeah, <laughs> he's always wearing the contacts too, so he, it gives him like I yeah. don't know. I, I get what you're saying though. But yeah, Despy is now unmasked, and it was pretty cool. But also, the winners of the World Tag League were Bullet Club's just going crazy, man, because Gorillas and Destiny got the win there, and that all that I say to set up the Wrestle Kingdom card for this year and i'm gonna run that down right now as, as at least what is uh, announced so far right card so, subject to change yeah exactly so so far on night one like i already mentioned we got harumu takahashi against el phantasma we got the ace hiroshi tanahashi against the big man great okan oh wow okay yeah because he's with the will ospreys yeah that's good that, that, that's the a rub right there that is a rub right there for Boys. sure. I, great O'Connor needs to throw on the the claw, get him out of here. Nah, I, I want I want Tanahashi to win that. And then we got the Rainmaker Kazushka Okada against the Aerial Assassin Will Osprey. Damn, there we go, little uh, grudge match. That that could be match of the weekend for sure. Match of the year. Yeah, Maybe. right. Hey, better not the year. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, this it really depends how this this twenty twenty one goes. But I, I mean, I have we'll talk about this later. But I have some matches from Wrestle Kingdom twenty twenty on my match of the year list. So there you go. Then we have a, a, a IWGP Tag Team Championship match: Zack Saber Jr. and Tai Chi, the Dangerous Techers, against the Gorillas of Destiny, because that's what the the match that God earned winning World Tag League and the main event of Night One. IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships. Tetsuya Naito, Tranquilo. I tried Again. doing his pose and it didn't work out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Against the Golden Star, got himself Kota Ibushi. Fuck. Okay. Interesting. Will he become a god? We don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. But night two. We have this match is gonna be a banger for the never open weight championship. Shingo Takagi against Jeff Cobb. We has some big meaty men. <laughs> I was just about to say that <laughs> they're about to beat the hell out of each other. And then we have a uh, former another grudge match, former tag team uh, tag team partners, Sonata against Evil. Ooh, okay, that'd be really good. And then hell yeah. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Taiji Ishimori, the Bone Soldier, against either LP or Hiromu, whoever wins the night, the match on night one. 
in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom for this year, night two, the Switchblade Jay White, representing the Bullet Club, of course, going against either Tetsuya Naito or Kotobushi, whoever wins that night the one. Uh, night one. I'm thinking gotcha. it's gonna be Abushi versus Jay White, and Abushi goes over. Damn. Or Abushi wins. It would be kind of cool if Abushi won night one, then lost night two, just to make him go even crazier. Just because I want to see full unhinged, like maniac Kota Ibushi just shooting on everybody. Damn. Have you ever seen that? That that Okada match where he just started punching dude, like <laughs> like shoot punching him. Like yeah, that was one of the craziest moments ever. Because like it's so jarring when you see somebody just start shoot punching somebody in a wrestler. Especially match. him. He's so like uh baby faced, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then he snapped, it was like Okada, you about to get it. He's he's literally an anime character come to life. Yeah, he Ibushi he, is. He's literally God come to life. Oh, bro, he's super saying God. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm really excited for Wrestle Kingdom. Like I said last week, I don't know if I said this on the show or while we're talking after, but I already requested off work for the uh, for those two days. I'm about to have to stay up all night to watch the shows, but it's gonna be worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, Wrestle Kingdom is even if you're not a new New Japan guy, I guess you could say that's always the one to watch. You know, that's always the one the internet's talking about and the wrestling community's talking about, and it's always worth. I've only been watching New Japan for eh, I'd say about five or six years, maybe longer. But yeah, always watch Wrestling Kingdom, man. Always go out of my way to watch that. Yeah, it's one of my one of the my most uh, anticipated shows every year, and it's on my bucket list of shows to, to attend live, which is going to happen one year. I'm gonna make it happen. Yep, COVID can't last forever, man. Exactly, they ain't gonna stop. Look at Australia. Forever. There's hope. Yep. Exactly. We'll be, we'll be in Japan one day at we'll the Wrestle Kingdom. Yep. Tokyo Dome, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, let's hop into Raw for this week. Uh, <laughs> we can do our little weekly recap thing, I guess. The pick pick up the cherries, like we always say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Picking the cherries out of the dog shit. So I'm, I'm going to let you go first this week. What were there any, was there anything that really stuck out to you? Um... I never thought I'd say this, but honestly, the Sheamus and um, Drew, Drew McIntyre, uh, that kind of thing, it has my attention. Dude, I'm not rules. necessarily going to cancel plans to watch it, but like when it comes on, I don't fast forward it. Yeah, I really, I thought that the the um, handicap match was really fun, yeah. and then the the aftermath backstage was even better. Yeah, when they who was that guy? I forgot already. That's a uh, Pat Buck. Pat Buck. Well, that's fuck. The dude who, that's He's the, gone through the table. That's the dude who uh, knocked out Big Cass at that indie show. Oh, okay. Damn. All right. Shit. Shout the Pat. I Buck. also like. Oh, that's fucking. That's fucking nuts. Why was he on Raw? Because he works there now. He's like a producer. Oh, okay. Okay. Backstage guy. Gotcha. They said you're taking a bump. Pat, yep. bump. <laughs> Pat Buck bump. Pat bump. <laughs> but no man that, yeah that that whole that whole thing is that they're doing they're making it more entertaining than i ever thought they would <laughs> yeah as far as like just mcintyre and, and Sheamus, a rivalry with between those two yeah definitely i think and it's then, uh, been really fun so far because they're doing yeah. it like a, it's not just like a random like oh you did one thing and i'm not mad it's like they're playing into the friendship that they've had over the years and it's cool 
Right. I do like that. And then um, I also like the Hurt Business. They pretty much, I mean, they were on this show, the whole show. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Bobby, or was it? It was uh, Shelton Benjamin and Kofi Kingston. That was a really fun match. And then Bobby Lashley and uh, Jeff Hardy was really good, too. That that was was great, too. Really, really good. Yeah, that was another thing that stuck out to me also. But I think the uh, highest part of this show, maybe not the highest one, but I thought this was really entertaining, was the last, the main event, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, which surprised me that they had a match. I thought they were going to. I mean, they might still have something at the pay-per-view, but. Yeah. At what was the TLC is coming up? Yep, TLC is next weekend. I want to say, yes, or is it, or is this, it coming this weekend? weekend? No, I want to say it's next. Oh, no, I think it would be this weekend because next weekend be after Christmas. That's true. So it's got to be this. No, weekend, it's right? definitely Sunday because it's the twentieth. Yeah. Okay. This, yeah, it's this Sunday. Hmm. So we'll be having some uh, TLC matches to talk about. Yeah. I also uh, thought it was funny that. <laughs> Orton had a backstage segment that wasn't in the the, fire, the fun house with the rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally just somebody's hand smashed in the door. I like the, that was their arm. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you couldn't go behind a table with the puppet. Just smash your arm in the door. Like it was hey, a little obvious. Hey, hey. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. But the, the, speaking of really funny, man, during the match after Bray puts uh <laughs> Drew on or not Drew Randy onto the table, like he does like the Randy Orton table spot, like the yeah. back back body drop thing. He grabs the mic, the commentary mic, and goes, "Yowie, wowie, we'll be right back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. That yowie, me. wowie. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I'm always like in and out with his promos, but has yeah. he said that recently? Yowie, wowie. I don't think so. No, that was like his his whole thing for a while. Yowie, wowie. When that the was fans his were gimmick, there, brother. Yeah, man. But and they are was... actually having a they are having a match at TLC. Okay. Yeah. Was is it the Fiend or is it Bray? It's the Fiend. Oh, that makes sense then. Especially for gotcha. the finish. So we could just talk about the finish here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Orton hits the RKO and he goes down to cover. And as he gets on top of the Bray, lights go down, red lights come up, and when, as soon as it comes up, it's the Fiend who gets up and throws the claw on uh Randy, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I like the fiend, and it's it's almost like a Superman card, though. Yeah, because you know? it's like, well, Bray Wyatt can't pull it off, so obviously the fiend. Well, then why wouldn't you just start with the fiend? Because he has to. He he's he works in mysterious ways. Oh, he's Jesus now. Hey, now that's blasphemous, brother. <laughs> You'll be doing the job in hell, dude. He ain't God. He ain't the Rock. Don't want to hear your big mouth up in my world. <laughs> I don't know that. What was that song? It's Jeff Jarrett's theme song from TNA. <laughs> oh, see, that's how I didn't know it. Dude, uh, man, I wish we could just pause the podcast so you could listen to Wee 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 Hey, save it for the theme song episode, brother. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. What, what do we got? This is week 32. We got 24 weeks, brother. That's it. <laughs> or mm-hmm. no, 22. Okay. 22. 22 more weeks till the theme song episode. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot shorter than you think. It really is, man. Time moves <laughs> fast. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, that was really the everything that stood out to me most on Raw this week. Was there anything else before we move on for you? Uh, no, I would also like to say that 
I haven't seen anything from it, but just from commercials and, and stuff that I've seen while watching Raw is Kevin Owens and the Roman Reign feud that's going on on SmackDown. It looks, it looks really good. It does look really good to me. So that isn't Raw related, but adjacent Raw Jace. You got your doppelganger over there on SmackDown about to have a match with Roman Reigns. Yeah, right. I wish. <laughs> I wish I had it. I wish my bank account was a doppelganger of his. <laughs> you just need to start throwing out some package power drivers and you're all good. Oh, goddamn. Or do my own my own uh, talk show, the KO show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the NB show. The NB show where I just do jackass things. Oh, welcome that. I, you can't even say that. Welcome to the NB show. <laughs> it doesn't flow as well. I'm Giant Knoxville. Welcome to the NB show. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, let's move on to Tuesday night real quick before we go to Saturday night for Impact Final Resolution because Tuesday night was the night everybody had been waiting for. Kenny Omega makes his Impact debut. Uh, <laughs> I, before you start, I like the show. And I've watched Impact before. We both like Impact. But if I if I was not and you put me back on impact um, fully, but if I was just a common fan, I'm like, oh shit, Kenny Omega, they made you wait for this one. Yeah, they did, which is smart, man. They they reel you in, keep saying, "Oh, Kenny Omega's here. What is he gonna do? What is he gonna do?" And but you gotta watch through their whole show because yep. it's a good way to get people involved in, in their product while also putting over this partnership. Right, of course, because that's how they're bringing in more viewers. You don't want to give away why everybody's here to begin with too yeah, exactly. quickly. Dude, how good was that uh, Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan paid advertisement? I loved it. And you pointed it out about uh, Tony Khan playing like the heel kind of. Here. He was. <laughs> and he's saying, you know, um, <laughs> he goes, you, you were in TNA or you were in Impact, weren't you, Tony? He goes, yeah, for a cup of coffee, then I left the business for 18 years. My God. <laughs> that killed like, me. <laughs> bro, they signed some type of deal and then just came out and buried him to, all the way in the like, six foot underground. Said, yeah, I worked there for a day, then I buried <laughs> literally one day that he left the business for 18 years. That's how bad it fucked him up. <laughs> That's literally so funny. Got Tony Schiavone rules, Tony Khan rules. He was like, yeah, you can come to my show t- or uh, AEW Dynamite this week and see a real show with a real main event. And- <laughs> Damn. Uh, it ruled, man. Tony Khan playing the heel was good. He's not going to be on screen often. When he does, it was effective. It was very effective. Yeah. I Honestly, I wouldn't mind. I mean, yeah, I think he said himself that he doesn't want um, to have, be an on-screen character. Yeah. But like he already kind of is, you know, and I'm not against it. So. I think the way they do it is smart because they don't have him out here cutting promos, but they everybody knows Tony Khan books the matches, which is a smarter way to do it. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. He, he's like an on screen, not not an on scene character, but he's like a character in the universe. If that makes sense, that's true. Yeah, one but, day. Yeah. It'll happen one day when the time is right. But we'll speak about the time being right. With about 15 minutes left into the episode of Impact, they go outside to the uh, tour bus, and uh, Josh Matthews walks in. Don Callis and Kenny Omega are there. They sit down, and uh, Don was like, we saved this straight just for Impact. We're going to put the nameplate on the AEW Heavyweight Championship right here on Access TV. And they put the, the nameplate on, and they just talking back and forth, and there, this was really good, man. This is like 
Callus kills this role. Like, oh yeah, he's he's a better talker than Kenny. I'm yeah, not, definitely. I'm not shitting on Kenny, but Callus is the mouthpiece here, and he he kills it. Yeah, it, like I think the it works even better because Kenny can talk, and when you have a guy who can talk with a guy who's a better talker than him, it just amplifies right. how good that guy can be. Yep. There was, there was so much good stuff here. Uh, Callus says that he they, he did all this in this plan. has not been something that happened in months. It's been 27 years in the making because that's when he met Kenny because he had the relationship with his uncle. He says... The golden, uh, the golden cheek. The golden cheek, yep. He said, uh, some people make matches. Some people make moments. We make history. I love that. Yeah, I do too. I love that <laughs> Kenny like mouths it along yep. with him. Yeah. That's dope. And uh, <laughs> there was just a lot of fun play, and they were just kind of they hinted at that Kenny's of doing this belt collector thing that everybody's been kind of uh, hypothesizing that he's going to be doing. He he mentions that he's a collector; he likes collecting comic books and all this. And he says, and "Maybe I have a new collection now. You know, I got this belt. I got the AAA belt. I heard it. Impact. You got some good belts there. Maybe who knows? <laughs> Damn. And uh, <laughs> there's another uh, one of the, the best lines of the whole thing." Is they're talking to Josh Matthews <laughs> and Kenny goes, Oh yeah, you were friends with Ambrose, right? Tough enough season one. <laughs> <laughs> Call him by a shoot WWE name, brother. <laughs> Insane. I, I thought this was really funny, man. And at the end of it, Kenny says, uh, you know what? There's more to there's more coming, but for now, I'm just gonna do the thing. And Don's like, You think you're gonna do the thing? You have I think Josh, you know the thing, right? Like he, he's gonna do the thing. Kenny's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do it." Uh, <laughs> good night. Good night. Wait, I I must bid you adieu. I start. I, I did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, redo it. Start over. No, I can't even do it now. Everyone with a gimmick. <laughs> Farewell. I must bid you adieu. Good night. Good night. And come back. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> but his face. What, what did he say? And uh, oh, what was it? He's like, I can't do the, I can't do it because of gun, vi-, or they were doing some type of gun awareness. Oh yeah, it, it was a fight for the fallen. <laughs> That's right. He's like, goodbye, boing, and good yeah. night, boing, <laughs> or some stupid. Yeah, that was good. Don't even do it, bro. <laughs> but no, he he of course he does the goodbye, good night, bang, <laughs> and uh, man, his the fa- the look at his face. You can tell that, like, he that him doing that after so long, he's full cleaner. Like his, he had this look on his face where he's just like, "All right, I'm here now. Like, I'm back." I don't know. It, it was, it was, it was really cool. Well, you pointed out, I think it was last week that, you know, he's got the hair and he's this rocking the sunglasses and so. Yeah, and we'll we'll get even more into that as we when we talk about AEW. But before we get to to lost in the Kenny Omega talk. Let's talk about Final Resolution, which is the uh, Impact pay per view special that they had on Impact Plus this weekend. Opened up with uh, I'll take them both. I'm hardcore. Tommy Dreamer taking on Larry D in an old school rules match, which is an ECW rules match, basically. And the stipulation here was that if uh, Tommy Dreamer wins, Larry D goes to jail. But if he would, if Larry D wins, he gets his freedom. Yep, because Larry D is the man who shot Johnny Bravo. Uh, I thought they were hinting at like it wasn't him or it wasn't his fault or something. He did the old Schnitzky gimmick. 
I, I think he I think that was just his defense, but I guess he it was him. I guess he did it. Okay. Shit. To but, jail with you. And to jail he did go after some interference <laughs> between Ace Romero and Johnny Bravo. Tommy Dreamer kicks up the win. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. It was a fun match, but the next match was I thought was really fun. Uh, Jessica Havoc and Nevaeh going taking on the Sea Stars, which is Ashley Fox and Delmi XO. This is a really fun match. The Sea Stars looked really good here. They uh, they definitely showed out, and it wasn't enough, obviously, because it's Havoc, and uh, she's gonna wreak havoc. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. So Havoc and Nevaeh picked up the win. But like I said, the Sea Stars looked really good. The next match was a. Uh, Tanila Dash with a and Caleb with a K, Caleb Conley, against uh, Alicia and Eddie Edwards, and this was a fun match too. It ended up the finish ended up being that uh, Tanil got the win after distraction from uh, Sammy Callahan because Sammy Callahan's whole uh, ICU gimmick hit like the hacker thing where the hacker sign popped up on the screen. Mm. It pops up from behind, and after the match, he pops up from under the ring. Hits Eddie Edwards with a bat. Hits him with a cactus driver. Or not a cactus driver. It was a package pile driver, actually. He loves hitting that man with the face of the bat. <laughs> yeah, he. I was going to say, like, how many times is he going to hit him in the face with a bat? And he, he starts to take the uh, pile driver Alicia, but uh, security stops him, thankfully. So she doesn't get her neck broken. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Speaking of broken necks, next we got Super Mex Hernandez. I, I said that just so I could do the rhyme, and it worked. <laughs> Hernandez taking on Fala Ba for his money that Fala Ba stole, but now, now, Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles were in possession of, and uh, Kiara Hogan was the special guest referee, and Tasha Steeles the special guest ring announcer, <laughs> which was really funny. <laughs> very entertaining. That's all I will say is that they're they're very entertaining. But uh, Hernandez Supermax got the win here. This man. He should have throw. He should have hit follow about the border toss. That was crazy, but that's that, that's that was too big to be doing that move too. So I understand why he did not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the match that followed that was Eric Young with Joe Doring at ringside. Shout out to Joe Doring. That man's a beast. Shout out. I want. I'd like to drink with him. Yeah. Right. Seems like a cool dude. He's from Chicago. Is he really? Yeah. That doesn't. I mean, it's. I feel like that's not surprising to me. Yeah. He's a. Yeah. All Japan Triple Crown winner. Chicago's the best city in the world. Makes sense. There you go. He's a mean, He's from the mean streets of Chicago. <laughs> but uh, EY ended up picking up the win against Rhino here. This was a, it was a fun match. But during the match, there's a big... Ooh, they were about to see some big meaty men smacking meat, I think. Because during the match, the Deaners come out. And uh, Cody Deaner grabs Eric Young's mask and smashes it over Jake Something's head. So I think he's joining up with Eric Young and Joe Doring. Give me Joe Doring against Jake something right now. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely inevitable. That's a money match right there. That's the pay-per-view main yeah, event. Yeah, definitely. To me. Can Doring still go, you think? Yeah. Okay. He's, he's not He's not like an older guy. He's like a probably like. I mean, I've always seen him come 40. in and kind of like clean house, you know, type of deal. Yeah, I don't know why he hasn't wrestled yet. He needs to. This man needs to. Start throwing some lariats around, right? But yeah, I think Jake something's about to get his p- singles push finally. Well yeah. overdue. We'd like to see something exactly. <laughs> but 
But the next match was the uh, defeat Rohit challenge for the X Division Championship, and it was it was answered by none other than Manic. Manic is a uh, TJP under a mask, and uh, the gimmick was that Rohit told TJP he could never ch- challenge again. So he comes out as Manic, and of course he picks up the win. So unfortunately, Rohit Raju is no longer the X Division Champion, which I'm disappointed by. His mother no longer calls him son. Yeah, his mother still calls him son because you know why. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's her. <laughs> yeah, he's still. He's got mom like heat, one. brother. Oh, yeah, man. But, uh, <laughs> Rohit Rushy rules, man. I, I just, I want the best for him. That dude's one of my favorite guys to come out of this year. Like, he's one of the guys who broke out this year. Definitely way more than he had for the past previous previous few few years. He's definitely getting the shine that he deserves because that dude can talk and he can go in the ring. Yeah, I know you're. I know you're big on him a lot. You you sing his praises a lot. Definitely, but uh, somebody else who I've been speak, singing the praises of, Knockouts Champion Diana Perazzo, had a match here against Rosemary. With uh, Kimberly was at at ringside with Diana, and of course Taya Valkyrie Lawera Loca was at ringside with Rosemary. But this match was really fun, really fun match. And Deanna picks up the win again. So she's still keeping that role of championship wins going. It's uh, She had that little uh, bump in the road when she lost to Su Young, but she's got it back and she's just rolling along. But yeah, man. Oh, next we got a great segment. So Kenny Omega was here. At final resolution, he was back in the uh, the bus, and they have a little bit of family reunion here because none other than the machine gun Carl Anderson is in the is in the bus with him, and it's it's such an insane picture. I texted you this picture right after it happened. Kenny Omega sitting there with the impact or the AEW Heavyweight Championship, Don Callis next to him, and Carl Anderson sitting there with the Impact Tag Championship. What? That's like, yeah, that's crazy because not uh, Omega wasn't, but Carl Anderson, he was like one of the original members, right? Yeah, he was OGBC. Hell yeah, that's dope though. That's like, that's a cool, like, little homage, I guess you call it reunion. I think they called it a family reunion, and Omega says, uh, hey. You, you ready to party? And he's like, no, I got I got this match with Ethan Page coming up. He's like, oh, you can beat him in two minutes. You'll be back real quick, right? Right. right. And Cal's like, right in time for a cocktail hour. He's like, oh, no, it might take a little bit more than two minutes. And Kenny's like, what? Carl Anderson? You remember 2012 G1? The machine gun? You only need two minutes, right? You can beat him in two minutes. He's like, I don't know. He's like, you know what? I, I want that. I want that G1 2012 Carl Anderson back. I want the machine gun. I want Gunner. And he, Carl's like, yeah, you know what? He gets all fired up. He's like, I'll give you that. And he did, man. This match with Ethan Page was G1 quality. They put on a banger, man. Damn, that's this, dope. It was really good, really, really good. And he won with, he won with the gun stun, of course. And, man, Carl Andis is about to go on a run, I think, because this dude, <laughs> he came out fire, more fired up. I've seen him in a long time. Shit. And then Ethan Page, is he... Was he under contract or he was about, is he about to leave? Yeah. So that, uh, that kind of plays into what I was going to say next is that they teased a little bit of a breakup of the North here between. So Josh Alexander gets in the ring after the match and they kind of argue a little bit. And Ethan Page's like, no, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. And then Alexander takes off his North jacket and leaves the ring. 
Wow. So I believe that Ethan Page's contract runs out on January 1st. So I don't know what they do here. I think it, Ethan Page needs to be a world champion somewhere in the next five years because this dude is money. He's dude needs like, to be in NXT, bro. Come on. He He's in the best shape of his life. Like, this dude is he's the the transformation over quarantine is insane this dude is jacked now it's wild and he's i think he's ready for a big money contract with a big promotion and i don't know i i think only thing that worries me until going to uh nxt is like it being an ec3 situation yeah that's true yeah i don't know man Uh, definitely nxt or AEW. i always say that yeah i don't know i just I want the best for Ethan Page. That's, that dude's very charismatic. Like it's he, he oozes char- charisma. He's a great wrestler, and mm-hmm. I don't, he's just dude. Let's do rules, and I think he wherever he goes, he's gonna be a major asset. Or at least he should be. But that leads us to the main event of this show: <laughs> Impact World Championship, Rich Swan against the Ultimate Finesse Chris Bay. This match was a banger, and this is. Which is this is crazy to say. This is the f- only the second uh, championship in the history of like major promotions that two black men were fighting over the world championship. What's the other one? I, it was Rock and somebody. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. I Booker T. Maybe. I saw this stat the other day, and I was like, "Wow, that's insane that that's true." Hmm. But yeah, this that's history making right here, man. And it was a this is my favorite impact match of the year. They were going full throttle, man. They there was one section where they were just literally kicking each other's heads off. It was it was Damn. crazy. But uh Rich Swan picked up the win. But this I said this earlier in the show, but Chris Bay proved this weekend that he is a main event star and he needs to be taken seriously because this dude, he's the future. The future finesse. But speaking of the future, I heard about a uh an anonymous kid going crazy across the pond. What's going uh, on in yes, NXT UK? Was. Yes, he was. And uh yeah, NXT UK. We're going across the pond, right? All right. <laughs> so start off the show. We get a promo from Jordan Devlin, who I know you love. The Pretty Irish much talking ice. about how he's the yeah, Irish Ice, how he's the real cruiserweight champion. He's still kind of doing that gimmick. But he's saying, as long as you see me with this title, it will be on the line every week. So basically, he's doing kind of like an open challenge okay. type of gimmick. And it gets answered by Oliver Carter. Not familiar. No, he's... um he. I've seen him in some tag team matches in uh, NXT UK. He's good. He's young. He's just starting. He's from um, where uh, Kofi Kingston's from. He's from Guyana. Ghana. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So... He's from, they said, announced that he's from there. Uh, he comes out. It was a good showing by, by Carter. Um, a devil actually worked the neck, like a body, like a body part. I love you that. Know, <laughs> like uh, Walter was doing. Yeah. So there was a, a move where he catches Carter's feet and just flips him forward and he bounces off the top rope and just kind of like, that's where it started the neck injury where okay. he, kind of landed on his neck and uh, that was obviously a work you're you know what i mean yeah because he's working at the rest of the match but uh 
Jordan Devlin hits a, a poison Rana at the end. Beautiful Oof. poison Rana. Right on his head. Uh, four-leaf clover. Taps. Retains. I love that he's using so, the four-leaf clover now. Yeah. It's so fitting, too. It's yeah, so uh, it's like so obvious. Then we get a, a promo from Janae. Janae. She's talking about Piper Niven. Talking some shit. So... So that, that little feud's gonna keep going. Then we get uh what leads to our main event, which is the first episode of the Supernova Sessions with Noam Dar. <laughs> That's a great name. It's got the cheesiest eighties music. We were talking about this earlier. Um, yeah. The Perfect Strangers show. <laughs> Definitely like that. Um, and his guest, his first guest is A Kid. Uh, and Noam Dar, it's it set up like a um, like a late night show where it has like a chair and then the couch for the guest. Yeah. But then Noam Dar lays on the couch, and so a kid has to sit in the chair. <laughs> that was like a nice touch. And Noam Dar has like this thick Scottish accent. Yeah. And a, he's like, I don't know if you speak English or you know whatever. And a kid starts talking. And he's like, I speak I speak better English than you do. <laughs> and he did. He did. He did. Which was funny. Um. And he's telling him like, uh, you know, I ta- I'm, I taught you everything. No, I'm Dar's telling him I taught you everything, you know, and this and that. He goes, no, you didn't. Like, what are you talking about? He goes, the only person that deserves any type of praise from me is Tyler Bate, the big strong boy. So he sets that up, and here comes Tyler Bate. He comes out and congratulates him, wishes that he was in, he could have been in the tournament, and uh, No, I'm Dar kind of sets up the match like, oh, you guys. You know he wants to. Be, he wanted to be in the tournament, so why don't you give him a shot? And and that's what sets up the main events. Noam Dar, or I'm sorry, Noam Dar, a kid against Tyler Bate, and it's for the UK Heritage Cup, like it's a title. Interesting. Yeah. So which I didn't know they were going to do that with it. So that was uh, an interesting setup. Then we get an Eddie Dennis with the Hunt promo saying they're number one contenders for the tag titles. Okay. Against Gallus. Godless boys on top. On top. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably what we'll get next week, which we find out later that that is a match for next week for the titles. Next, we get Zaya Brookside and Isla Dawn. I know this you're a, big on, on Brookside, right? Yeah, Zaya Brookside is really good. Actually, Isla Dawn really shined in this match. Brookside really? looked like uh, a little bit more green in this match. She definitely looked like the, the rookie, I guess you could say. Really? Interesting. But she was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. You could just tell she's still young. And maybe, maybe ring rest because I don't know how much she's been working. That's true. I've pandemic. seen her a couple times though. But okay. But um, so it was an okay match. Uh, like I said, Isla Dawn gets the win here. Brookside got distracted because uh, Nina Samuels had someone like bring out her like suitcases and bags to the side of the ring. <laughs> and where it was like, you're not good for anything, but carrying my bags. Oh, wow. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was just like, uh, to keep that feud going with them too. Yeah. Then we get, uh, your, your favorite Saxon Huxley. Oh yeah. Big dog. <laughs> He's doing like a, a rampage, uh, type of gimmick with Jack star. He beat him up backstage and he's just running amok <laughs> backstage. So that'll probably be a match next week. And we get our main event, and it's uh, a kid versus Tyler Bate, Heritage Cup on the line, and it's the same rules as, as it would be, say it was a tournament match. Yeah. So I'm sure that the this keeps going where they where he defends the cup every week that it's British tournament matches. Rules. So 
Round one was slow, a lot of holds, no no pins or anything. Round two, same same stuff, slow paced, uh, grounded holds. And then round three is is pretty much the same as round one and two, but uh, bait the tower bait gets a roll up pin, so okay. he's up one nothing. So round four, and this is where it picks up. So we get a lot of kicks, you get a lot of stiff shit going on. A kid hit a great suplex out of a headlock, like a like a roll. Uh, he just kept going with the suplex. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then a kid uh, he gets him and gets Tyler Bait in a triangle chokehold, but Bait gets him up for a power bomb. You know, like that one armed. <sighs> yeah. Up and then the slam down, and the time runs out, so there's no pin there. Uh, but round five, a kid hits the top rope. Uh, with a top rope backflip DDT, just like Rey Mysterio from Halloween Havoc. Ooh, I love that. Same, same setup, everything. You know, he's down. He's got him with both hands. Yeah. Pop up, top rope, backflip DDT. God, I don't, Smooth. I don't know if I've seen anybody do that besides Ray, at least as well. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. I can't either. That's why this stood out so much to me. It was I've never seen that since that Halloween Havoc. That rules. So yeah, he did that. Um. And he gets the pin for that one, so now it's tied one to one. We're going into round six, so whoever gets the next pin wins. Yeah, and it's with a lot of more back and forth. Um, a kid tried to go for that uh, the super kick that we seen him do at at Nola. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Tyler Bate steps out of the way and and goes for a pin. A kid reverses it and gets the three count, so he gets the win. That's awesome. It was, a, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, the Halloween Havoc spot was the standout of the match for sure. I gotta um, check that out. I think, I think last week, uh, a kid, a kid against Trent Seven was the better match. But it's nice to see Tyler Bate back. Definitely. So, yeah, and that was NXT UK. Welcome back to the Big Strong Boy. That's my yeah. terrible British accent. <laughs> no, I, I get, where, I get where you're from. It was offensive. <laughs> But uh, we saw we're sitting, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, start a bay, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, man, let's hop into Wednesday night. Let's go to AEW. It opened up with uh, the AEW tag team champions, Young Bucks, against TH2. This was a great opening match, man. Yes, it was. It started off high and they were going crazy. Um, <laughs> they just did this, seemed like a PWG match to me, which is a great thing. That's a good, that's a really good comparison, actually. They were just doing, they were getting all their shit in, basically. <laughs> yep. Lots of spots. The Jack Evans did the uh, cage of death spot, that, the um, moonsault off the dude's back. Yep. To the outside. I love that. I love, love that, move. that. Love that spot. Have you ever seen the spot where he does that at the cage of death, where he does it off somebody's back off the top of a cage? I believe you have showed me that, actually. That, that does insane. sound familiar. <laughs> Literally insane. But, man. This was just really fun. Uh, there was they did everything you could think of. They caught Jack Evans out of a Sasuke special and then hit the Indie Taker on the floor, which I thought was mm. awesome. Yep. Uh, they at one point they power bomb Jack Evans into the acclaimed, which kind of sets up what's going to happen next week. But of course, the Bucks end up picking up the win with the BTE trigger. BTE trigger. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun, really fun. But after the match, uh, the acclaim tries to jump the Bucks, but SCU, SCU makes the save. <laughs> it, it was fun, man. It was a really fun match. 
What's with SCU doing like the run-ins to save the Bucks? Is that sure. setting up a match? You think or yeah, that, next week it's uh SCU versus like, the acclaimed. Oh, okay. I, I was I meant the, against the Bucks. Oh no, I think it's just that they're friends, like mm. Southern California. Oh, okay. That, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But but uh, next we got a, a short promo by MJF saying he's a bash Orange Cassidy's head in basically called everybody a bunch of marks. <laughs> I love it. And then we got the best Darby Allen vignette that he's done so far. I thought this was really really cool actually. So he he was uh, talking to his therapist, doing some uh, reading some Rorschach paintings. One of them looks like uh, Will Hobb, Powerhouse Hobbs. One of them looks like Brian Cage. One of them looks like Ricky Starks. And he he says, uh, Brian, he kind of challenged Brian Cage to a uh, TNT title match, saying that uh, this didn't start this year. He's been dealing with guys like Brian Cage his whole life, 27 years. And I I thought it was a really cool touch to it. And then the last Warshack painting they showed him was, uh, so what do you think when you see this? And it's a sting sting makeup. (laughs) And yeah. he just kind of grit, like smirks and says, <laughs> and then they cut away from it. I thought it was really cool. This yeah, is, I like that a lot. Darby's showing some personality, and I think it was really cool. I like the crazy, you know, shows him lighting him on fire and yeah. falling on a half pipe. That, that's cool. I'm with that. Shows him that he's unhinged and he's crazy. Yeah. It's stupid. But I like to see a little bit more stuff like this. Yeah, definitely. I thought this was really good. Yeah. Definitely the the best one he's done so far. But uh, next we get a, a Cody Rhodes promo. He comes out in a pea coat, starts talking a little bit. But then the the Sting music hits. The snow starts falling, and Sting hits the ring. And uh, Tony and Sting share a moment. I I, I love this man. Yeah, Sting's like Tony's. Tony gives the mic and says, "All right." I'm gonna give you the mic. I'm gonna get out of here. And she's like, dude, ready? Where are you going? We're back on CNT after 18 years. Give me a hug. Gives each other, give them a hug. And they, the fans are chatting. This is awesome. Sting's like, yeah, this is awesome. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. He seems so excited to be there, man. And he says, uh, Tony, you got to do the thing for me, man. You got to do the it's sting. And Tony does. And he's just marking out. <laughs> dude, and- ever since you put me on, like, what happened when? I know we always talk about other podcasts, but. Ever since you put me on that podcast, it's really, I really enjoy Tony Schiavone a lot more and like his, like a little insight into his own life and how he is as a person and not just an on screen talent yeah. for AEW. But, and this is going to sound like a diss and it's really not, but I love this so much because it, it felt like watching my dad like reconnect with one of his like long, like lifetime friends, like a best yeah. friend. Like I really enjoyed this a lot, seeing that him yeah, give same. some love to Shivani and stuff, and yeah, it was dope. It's a crazy nostalgic moment because it's been 18 years since they've been in the ring together. Like, yeah, and I wasn't even a big WCW guy. Like I've always I always say that, but it just that's how much I don't know. You could just tell, you know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, after this happens, Cody's like, "Welcome, welcome back, sir." And yeah. he's he's like, "Yeah, I've been waiting a long time to share a ring with you." And Sting says, "I'm not here for you." Just stabs Cody in the throat, basically. <laughs> right, right. Shuts him down. He has big times, in which I love. I love this the way they're doing this. And he says something here. It's I'm back. I'm back in the jungle on TNT, and something here seems real familiar. And he he, he kind of pauses for a second, looks up to the rafters, look, and then cuts to Darby Allen. Says something here seems real familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's 
man. I, I don't know where they're going with that, but I love it. Like that's just a, a huge rub to Darby, man. Like, yeah. What do you think? Where do you think they go with Sting? Honestly, I I have no idea. Like I, I don't even care to guess because I have like I don't know, and I'm just I'm just gonna let it play out because it's I'm here for all of it. It's it's really good so far. Like, yeah, I agree. If he if he's safe to wrestle, I'd like to see him do something. You know, even Arn hits the spine buster or two every once in a while. Yeah, I think I just all I need is like a six man tag. He hits a hot tag, stinger splash, close right. up, close line, scorpion close line, death, death, death scorpion death drop, throw on the scorpion death lock. Dude gets broken up. He tags out. That's all you need. Yeah, that's it. You know, if he's if he's healthy enough to do that, which I believe if, he is. I don't think they would sign. I don't him to know, that. man. Even if the WWE doctors won't clear you, that's saying a lot. I don't think that was. The, I don't think it was a thing that they wouldn't clear him. Like they just, he didn't like being like. What he says recently, like he just didn't enjoy his time there. Hmm. There, there was the injury, but I think that that's been, that was like four years ago, and I think he's gotten the surgery to because oh, okay. he had sp- spinal stenosis, same thing Edge had. Gotcha. Oh, okay, okay. I did not know that. So I don't know what the exact deal with his health is, but I think it seems like he's good enough to go, which. Not, obviously not like full singles matches, but I think he could do a few spots. Mm, okay. But, but after Sting applies, he's here for Darby. He he hits Cody with a uh, see you around, kid. Just fully like big time in this dude. And I love it, man. I, yeah. Yeah. I thought he's that was really cool. a little bro in him. Exactly. <laughs> and and then immediately after we, shoot, we cut to a uh, Team Taz promo where he's like, Oh, what a great moment. Well, you know, Team Taz was going to win last week. And then they had to have Tony Khan sign Sting to save his golden boys. And then Ricky Starks just cut. Like, it, it just goes from Starks or Taz to Starks. And they mentioned that Hook, <laughs> Hook, Taz. I don't, I don't, the Hook Manian Devil is now t- is uh, training at the Team Taz dojo, which, which is. I think it's just kind of like an added element to between Darby and or not Darby, but uh, Taz and Cody. So it's yeah. cool, but I'm I'm interested to see where they go here. I think it's going towards Cage and Darby, which will be dangerous match. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they they keep going with that because I would rather uh, you know I'm not trying to shit on it, but I uh, mean I would rather see Team Taz, anybody from Team Taz and Cody, rather than anything with Shaq. I don't, Shaq's not, I don't think Shaq thinks going to lead in a match. I think it's just going to be a thing where Darby or uh, Brandy and uh, Jade have a match and Shaq's going to be at ringside. Okay. That's you don't what think I Cody think gets involved in that in any way? They'll probably have a spot outside, but I don't think it's going to be anything, any full match. Okay. Because we'll, we'll talk about that when that spot comes. We can just actually talk about that here where the Darby, the uh, I keep saying Darby, <laughs> Brandy and uh, Shaq thing where they're in the little interview with Tony Schiavone and Shaq's like, you know, I was talking about Cody on Twitter, but I was just joking. That's me. That's just me, Shaq. But uh, I, I go way back with Jade, and uh, I'm sorry what she did with, with to your arm. I don't know. I don't agree with that, but I think we could just leave this all behind us. And Brandon's like, "Oh yeah, we can do that." Blah 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 blah. And they shake hands, and Shaq goes, "Well, yeah. You, well, while you're in that sling, you might want to keep an eye on Jade. Take some pointers from her." And she's like, "Oh my God, are you serious?" Oh, she's pissed. Those yeah. Go, Throws uh, Tony's water in her his face, and Shaq's reaction was literally like <laughs> sitcom me quality. Like it was right, a perfect yeah. reaction. He played it so it was so I was dying. It was so good. <laughs> so I think I think I don't know what they 
where they go with this, but I'm, I'm interested to see because Shaq's an entertaining dude. As long as he's not going to be doing full matches, which I, I don't think he will be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Just stick to Team Taz and stay. There's just a lot of moving parts. Yeah, you that's got true. Shaq, you got Sting, you got Team Taz, you get. Blah, 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 blah. I kind of like that though because it keeps the universe feeling open, not just like you have a feud with one guy and then you just don't hate that guy anymore after the feud. It kind of keeps like everything moving, flowing like water. That's true. And honestly, anything Cody does, I like. I, I, I have, I haven't. I haven't disliked anything Cody has done so far yeah. <laughs> since AEW started. So he he's got a uh, definitely good. I will definitely give him the benefit of the doubt and see what he does. Yep, I trust in him for sure. But somebody who did not get the benefit of the doubt was Brian Pillman Jr. Because we got FTR versus the Varsity Blondes, and they said, "Brian, welcome to the business, kid. About to beat your ass." <laughs> they, yeah, right. What the fuck? They were killing this dude. Yeah, like, they beat the hell out of him. Like. Yeah, but they beat him like I own him, as dude, New Jack would say. It was it was crazy, man. They like Griff Garrison. They were they were selling for him and Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, they were. The he got the fucking uh, the hot tag. Yeah, they were selling for, but Pillman said they said, "Nah, you, we're not doing nothing for you." Kid. It's so weird. Kid. Yeah, it's so weird because I feel like it'd be the other way around. I don't know. I think I think Pillman kind of might have a little bit of heat for his Twitter. He he's uh. uh he says dumb things sometimes, but <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, that but, I do know. But uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know if FTR was just maybe. I I think the gimmick was that they they're super aggressive because they're angry about the title loss. But the fact that it seemed like they just hated Brian Pillman Jr. because they were beating the hell out of this dude. <laughs> He's like, you got to pay a penance for them Twitter remarks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, it was like jarring how much they're being the hell out of this dude. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they might have heat for real, but do you, I thought it was fun. <laughs> wonder why they couldn't call them the Hollywood Blondes because there's Hollywood, Florida. I don't know. I think it's probably a WWE trademark. Yeah, they probably own it because that was uh, WCW, and it's under team. the yeah, so it's yeah. under the WWE umbrella now, technically. Yeah. But it was a fun match. Of course, the FTR hits the Goodnight Express for the win. And then they have they get a little bit of jaw jacking outside with Mark, Marco's stunt. They shove him and get out of there. <laughs> right, I think, I'm sure that'll lead to a match with like Jurassic Express and FTR, which will be fun. Yeah. But next, we had one of my favorite parts of this show. We got the Hangman interview with Alex Marvez. He's, he mentions that next week. Uh, Hangman is in a six-man tag with Private Party and Matt Hardy, but Hangman doesn't have any partners. And then Hardy Party, Hardy Party. and as he says that John Silver, Johnny Youngy, the Meat Man, the Raw Dog, the Mustard Man, the Skittle Boy, whatever you want to call him. I hate all those names. (laughs) And Alex Reynolds pop up from behind the bar. He said, "Howdy, cowboy." (laughs) Did they have hats on? they, They had like the little like. Remember when uh, Kurt Angle had the tiny hat? The tiny That's cover right, hat? yep. That's what it reminded yep. me of. But Hangman hey, says, how long have you guys been there? And they, they kind of look at each other, and Alex Pena goes, seven days. Like, yeah, yeah, seven days, yeah. <laughs> Side note, one of, the, one of the Broken Skull interview sessions they did, uh, Stone Cold did with Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. He busted out the little hats yep. and the guitars. I love and that. Guitars. 
Yeah, I remember that. I watched that one. That was that killed me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go ahead though. But, but they say, "Man, next week, you know, you need a tag part, some tag partners. We got you next week." And Hangman's like, oh, "Nah." And they're gonna be like, "Who else?" They were like, "Who else is gonna do it?" And he's like, "You know what? Just one night only. We got we one night only." And I'm not doing the dark order. I'm not doing this hand thing. One night <laughs> only. <laughs> I love that. That's a, that match is gonna be so fun, man. I it's gonna be so fun. You know, honestly. John Silver has single-handed, and you, I give you credit. I give credit where credit's due, Monsoon. <laughs> you and Johnny Silver pretty much turn me around on the Dark Order. Not fully. You know, there's a little bit of Cole Cabana in there, too, on that. But I'm not all in. I'm not. Um, I haven't joined the Dark Order. <laughs> but uh, I like where it's going as long as John Silver's in the picture. Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy, bro. This shit's that's good shit. <laughs> Johnny Silver rules, man. He's just insanely He can go. He can, which is the best part. But uh speaking of Dark Order, next he got press 10 vans against Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> this match was okay. Uh Dustin Rhodes went with a bulldog for some reason. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> really we confused. talked about this uh during our uh recording that that never made it, but <laughs> oh, yeah. we, asked, we uh, talked about our favorite moves, and I remember saying that mine. I I appreciated a good bulldog. Well, then he he heard it. He somehow leaked into the cactus uh, <laughs> yeah. of the mainframe and got the. This one's for you, NB. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hit the bulldog in one. I said, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah, I, I I think I was looking at my phone or something. I looked up and I go, "Wait, did he hit another move?" And I was like, "Nope, just a bulldog." Is a bulldog, <laughs> but the best part comes when evil, evil Uno comes out and he says, "You know your legacy is spanned over five decades, but right now in AEW, you're only the third most important rose." And so I was like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> and he says, "I think what you need to do is join the Dark Order and take your rightful place as seven. And I said, seven <laughs> Yeah, he, he immediately says, "You know." uh your your career spanning over fifty years or whatever he what did he say fifty years five decades yeah like five, five different de- yeah which is crazy <laughs> yeah that's insane yeah he's five decades and then he, but then he brings up the worst gimmick he's ever had love it uh, yeah I do love that he said you take your place at seven and Tony Schiavone says oh he's not gonna like that number <laughs> <laughs> I did not catch that that's so funny. Oh, man, he said they. My name used to be the Natural Dustin Rose, and they tried. They got me dressed up as seven. They dressed me up some kind of white freak. Oh man, dude, this is such an inside reference. I feel like, but like it's so good. I feel like it's just in. It's just barely inside enough for wrestling, for like real wrestling fans our age and maybe a little bit older to get yeah. it. The younger the younger generation probably wouldn't have got it though. I loved it, man. I I literally when he said seven, I said seven. <laughs> yeah, I popped big for that. I was like, damn, bro. That's the worst gimmick he had. <laughs> Dustin slaps Uno and he says Uno's like, All right, when you know what I know, you're gonna wish you would have taken the offer. Which I don't know what that means, but <laughs> about that? this is me fantasy booking. John Silver comes out levitating next week with the seven gimmick on. <laughs> oh God, Johnny Johnny bad gimmicky. 
Oh man! But after that was the uh, Shaq little vine- or Shaq interview thing, which we already talked about, so we can move on to the uh, which will be the uh, Inner Circle Ultimatum. <laughs> I love this, bro. MJF tries basically they all come to the ring, and MJF's trying to weasel his way out of the blame for the towel. He's like, "Oh no, no, no! Sammy did it, blah blah blah." Derek was like, "We watched the show." And he's like, no, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, he just starts kind of stuttering, and Sammy gets mad, and then Ortiz plays the peacemaker. He's like, just shake his hand, man. Shake his hand. Shake his hand. And Sammy says, if one more thing happens, I'm quitting. And he says that to the MJF. Then he turns to Jericho, gets in his faces. I'm telling you, man. If one more thing happens, I'm out. Oh, I love it because he says that. He goes, I'm telling you. And then he turns to Jericho and he goes, and I'm telling you. And yeah. I'm like, oh shit. This is leading to a Sammy and Jericho thing, and it's gonna be great. Oh God, dude, that'll uh, yeah, that'll be great. That'll be a fucking awesome match. And uh, I thought th- I honestly thought they were gonna jump Sammy here. I did too. I thought I thought Jericho was gonna be like, okay, I appreciate you standing up for himself, and then bam, hit him with the fucking juice. Yep. I was expecting, I was waiting for that, but the the best part of this, <laughs> so everybody's like, okay, we're good now. And Jake Hager has a mic. Says, no, this guy keeps staring at me. <laughs> he goes, he's creeping me out. He goes, me. <laughs> Wardlow says, me. You've been staring at me. Well, goes, no, 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 no. You're staring at me. You're creeping me out, man. <laughs> that killed me, man. Jericho's yeah, like, I love that. What else did everybody just stop staring at everybody? <laughs> goes, okay, we'll calm down. Nobody stares at anybody. Okay. <laughs> Here, Hager goes. I could stop staring right now if I wanted to. <laughs> I love this whole segment, bro. It was so good. Yeah, it was really good. This is one of, one of the best inner circle things in a while. But uh, next is uh, the world's cold. So it's, it's time to bundle up Eddie Kingston with the Butcher and the Blade against Lance Archer and the Lucha Bros, man. This match is really fun. And Lance mm-hmm. Archer immediately stays, dives into the ring. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Penta gets injured early. Or not injured. I think so. The report is that he got injured at the gym. A few, like a week or so ago really and he they did this to take him out of the match so he wasn't get wouldn't get any more injured which <laughs> he oh, said, you're, God. You're, hurt, you're hurt let's go through a table then <laughs> that's what I was, you literally yeah you literally read my mind that's probably pence's idea like probably he no wrestled fear, a, bro. he wrestled a match at wrestle or uh triple mania and he and the same thing happened he got taken out of the match for an injury gimmick jesus but then he came back Without a foot, without a shoe on, because they were like apparently working on his foot on the back, and then they hit the Lucha Brother driver, and then he they win. So I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Zero man. He has no fear, man. He has no fear. But like <laughs> this this match was really fun, and uh, surprisingly, Butcher and the Blade picked up the win. Yeah, Phoenix had a spot too where he almost fucking landed on his head. <laughs> He said, my brother's hurt. Well, me too. <laughs> <laughs> We're going down together, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, Do you know that spot I'm talking about? Yeah, it was like the dive he did. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was. This man's crazy. Happy, be- happy belated birthday to Andy Williams, by the way, the butcher. He had a birthday Hell this yeah, past, past few days. Also, happy belated birthday to the Mad King himself, Eddie Kingston. Oh, shit. Mr. LAX himself. Mad Dude, King, I just huh? remember talking. I was talking to my bu- uh, coworker today that he grew up going to shows around the same time I did when I started. And uh, I remember telling him that I saw 
Between the Buried and Me, Haste the Day, Every Time I Die, and Bleeding Through at House of Blues back in like 2004, five. That's insane. Well, would you ever guess that the guitarist of Every Time I Die would be wrestling no, in the I same team as Eddie Kingston? So random. <laughs> and against, he's a great wrestler too. Yeah, he rules, man. I'm. I've got a lot of mutual friends with the dude, and apparently, from all accounts, he's a really cool dude. So shout out to shout out to Andy. It's that uh, I've already got to see his debut too, which is even crazier. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're sitting right next to each other. Yep. <laughs> But uh, next, there's a little uh, gimmick in the back where <laughs> Nyla Rose and Jade jump Red Velvet. So I think it's just the idea is just that she's uh she's mini Brandy, so she they went after her because her and Brandy have had that little uh mentorship thing going on, and that leads into a uh, murder basically. Abaddon versus Tesha Price. Abaddon just kills this girl. <laughs> I like the gimmick, but I don't know if. Uh, the 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 state of our country right now with COVID, she should just be spitting blood, fake blood all over the stage and licking the title. And yeah, it's probably not the best thing, but hey, she's she's a demon <laughs> from hell. She good example. She's, she's from straight from the depths of hell. She can't get COVID. Oh goddamn! Okay, that's her gimmick then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> that's her gimmick. Jesus Christ. She's like, I'm not taking no vax. Nah, NXT got has all those covered. Oh shit. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. Yeah, Drake, Drake Younger, you know that dream you not plan. <laughs> Drake Younger, we're coming for you. <laughs> you know, catch him at the the uh <laughs> the supermarket, hit the supermarket brawl. Yeah, hell yeah. Price check on a jackass. <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> Me and you and Janelle are going to look for him, bro. Yeah, that, that Janelle video is so funny. <laughs> so That's funny. great. But uh, Abaddon picks up the win here with the Widowmaker, which was a great, which, or Widow's Peak? Willow, I forget. What did what did Victoria call it? I think it was Widow's Peak. Widow's Peak, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. move. it's a perfect move for Abaddon to be doing. Loved it. And she ends up, keeps... Uh, <laughs> Keeps the attack going after the match. She comes out. She she does like I said this last week, but she's playing this whole storyline really well. Like the whole fear element of it, because she gets it. She walks out with the candlestick, takes like a huge deep breath before getting gets the ring. Smack. She brained Abaddon with that candlestick too. She like directly middle of the forehead. Like could not have been a better shot. Like directly. Yeah, I agree. And then she's like, "All right, that's it. I'm out of here." (laughs) (laughs) She did what she needed to do, and she got out of there. Uh, she had a good tweet not too long ago where she, some, a fan asked her, "Well, you already beat Abaddon like months ago. Why are you scared of her?" And she, she tweeted back in like broken English. She said, "If you fight Crocodile and win, do you want to fight another Crocodile?" And I'm like, "That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. Would you rather fight a Crocodile or Alligator? I say Alligator. Crocodiles get that that death roll on you. It's GG." That's true, bro. And crocodiles will uh, just attack anything that goes in the water. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to fight either one of them. But funny you mentioned that. Florida is the only place in the world where both crocodiles and alligators live together. Crocodile gator deathmatch. Who will win and what will be left of them? Hey, pay-per-view coming. Send me your money. 
fuck. And we're just gonna put them in a, 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 a octagon and just have them fight each other. Now I'll just go film a swamp where they're probably already doing the set. Like in the wild, they're probably just fighting each other. I, I, I imagine alligators and crocodiles just fight each other at all times. Oh, I'm sure. They're nasty bastards, bro. They're yeah, all exactly. <laughs> I'll be on that pay per view too, and I'll wrestle a damn bear. Shout out to Terry. <laughs> Who who wrestled a bear recently? Not recently. It wasn't Terry Gordy. I, he might have. A lot of those old guys is just like random. That is like, oh no, yeah, he also wrestled it, a bear. It was Tracy Smothers. That's what it was. It was yeah, Tracy, Tracy Smothers. Smothers definitely wrestled the bear. Yeah, that was Tracy Smothers. That Shout was on his resume. Yep. Everybody dies, even the bear. <laughs> Shout out to Khabib too. He wrestled a bear. His videos of him wrestling a bear. Khabib, the UFC Jesus. fighter. I feel like the. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like the bear was probably his pet in Russia. Yeah, they I think that's what it was. And he would just play wrestle with it. That's very fitting for him. Yeah. <laughs> but next we got a Jericho interview with Dasha. Basically, it's just them saying that they're gonna be at ringside with MJF, that their inner circles be at full strength. And that this is where Don Callis and Kenny Omega arrive in a helicopter and they basically go through the same promo that they did on Impact. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, I noticed that too. Also why did why did they both get on the same seat in the helicopter? Because they reshot it because they think they didn't realize that it was a two when they said two passen two passenger it was including the pilot. <laughs> oh god, they could at least try to make it seem like Callus was in the back or something. Yeah, they, they, he's holding on to the rungs like underneath it. <laughs> and they 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 made do with what they could. <laughs> right, fuck it, you know, shit. But yeah, they basically cut the same promo here, but Kenny added more and he also mentions that we, we talked about this a while back. He says, yeah, I use the microphone, but I also hit the one-winged angel and no one kicks out of the one-winged angel. Nobody. And that, that's the first time he's explicitly said that, so I thought that was really cool. Very, very yeah. cool stuff. No, I agree. But a lot of it was the rehash promo from Impact, but it has been confirmed that he's going to be on Impact tomorrow again, so you better get ready to watch. I'm ready, baby. But yeah, that that's that leads into the main event here. MJF versus Orange Cassidy for the Dynamite Dozen Diamond Ring. Say that five times fast. I did it better than I thought I was gonna. <laughs> I uh, I could barely read, so I'm not gonna do that. Hey, who needs to read? Fuck it. But this match was really fun, man. Uh, MJF working Orange Cassidy's hands was disgusting, dude. That apron powerbomb where he put his hands in his back pocket was so gross that like there's no way that doesn't hurt like yeah like what what like how does that <laughs> how do your hands are not broke it was sick though that was so creative i thought that was really really cool That's uh good heel shit brother orange cassidy almost like he almost shoots on a on a like a springboard 450 or whatever he did it, like to the outside mm-hmm. he got when he did like he's done those like twice and every time he gets so much height on it it's insane yeah because the first one he did overshoot, but this one he like I don't know how he gets so much height on those. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. This is, and I love that it just turns into a lumberjack match basically yeah. at the end. Because uh, yeah, man, like, jeez, I don't know, man. Orange Cassidy does some shit where it's like, ah, take it easy. <laughs> that one time where he got lawn darted into the ring post and he just took it. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, dude, how are you not busted open? Hey, he'll die for this business. <laughs> With his hands in his pockets. Man, Orange Cassidy rules. This 
This dude is like, if you would have told me a year ago he'd be like one of the the biggest stars in the company, I'd be like, no way. Like, <laughs> we saw him, de- but we saw his debut at All Out, and the pop was huge. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It was after the uh, best friends tag match. Okay. The lights went out. Lights come back on. It's freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy in the ring. That's right. Okay. <laughs> and that's before anybody really like that was before he was just an indie guy at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy what a year can do, man. He's great talent. But uh, <laughs> the Eddie Guerrero spot with the bat here, which <laughs> Orange Cassidy flipped it, he just no sold it. Was hilarious. I've never seen anybody do that, but that was a like, really smart way to play on that. Yeah, he just reverses it like. Like, you got a bat in your hands. What the hell are you doing with that? <laughs> but the finish comes after Miro attacks, and that leads to, to MJF picking up the win. Miro comes out, lays out Orange Cassidy. MJF picks up the win, and then security comes out to try to break up the fight between uh, Miro, uh, Kip Sabian, and then the best friends. And mm-hmm. Miro just decides to murder security guards. He, dude, he throws his guy off the stage. Like, it was, I don't even know like what he what <laughs> that's why in in my head i'm like well, maybe there's a mattress there or a drop or a pad and then it's like no i don't think there is he just he, dropped him to the floor straight he just up straight tossed this man <laughs> like in a versace suit or versace shirt yeah and then he hits a kick on one of the guys and the show ends with miro standing with his boot on this dude's cheek <laughs> he also did the roman reigns thing you know he yeah. literally said Ooh, I was I was like, like, why <laughs> why did he do that <laughs> that's hilarious the last thing in my notes for AEW is literally Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i'm watching i'm like damn he dripping all over the place with that shirt Ooh, and then he goes Ooh, and i go huh <laughs> i'm really glad you noticed that too so i don't know what that was about but he said i'm oh, a yeah. big dog now sorry roman damn he's the tribal chief does roman got a versace shirt he's got versace money that's for sure but i don't know if he's got a shirt that's true <laughs> i wish i had a versace shirt i'll wear Miro's shirt i will uh one day i'm gonna have some versace shirts fuck it bro one we'll day be, we'll be We'll be custom made head to toe, baby. Woo. Woo. This shirt cost a thousand dollars and that would cost 200. And I don't know what that cost to be ashamed to wear it. Woo. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to Miro. He's out here dripping. But uh, let's move on to NXT because it opened up with none other than the Prince. And he's basically just, I don't know. He was just trying out some catchphrases at the beginning here. He was saying a lot of just like, <laughs> he said, uh, some people hate me. Some people love me. Just get in the ring with me. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get to know me, then come. I'm like, what? What is he, what is he saying? <laughs> man, speaking you want to riddles. be friends with me, get in the ring and start maybe give me a friend request on Instagram first. <laughs> but he gets interrupted by none other than Peter Dune, Pete yep. Dunn. And then he also, then after that, he gets interrupted by Kyle O'Reilly and then interrupted by Damian Priest. This is uh, three great contenders for the title. And as they're in, they're talking, Finch is like, all right, y'all, y'all figure it out. He says, uh, hey, I'm here to defend the belt. Who it's against? That's up to Mr. Regal. And as he's going back, you hear uh, a, a very familiar theme song start playing. And Scarlett Bordeaux, the smoke show appears behind him, and uh, 
tick tock. Time is a uh, time's almost up because he's back. And he said, Finn says, whenever Cross is ready, I'm ready. And that makes three of us because I am ready for that match. Absolutely. I think he gets the title back too. The yeah. first match it gets, I think he gets it back. 100%. Dude is so money. There's no way to put the belt on him. I love Finn, but Cross is just like the image of him holding that belt with Scarlett next to him was so good. And I'm so bummed that it had to like end the way it did. Yeah. But he's back. So maybe we'll get it. They're going to have a match at New Year's Evil. No, the match at. There's a match next week for a t- number one contendership match for New Year's Evil, and Cross is not in it, which is weird. Right, right, right. But the the Finn's going to defend it at New Year's Evil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, what a terrible name for a pay per view. It's it's just a uh, win of random Wednesday. <laughs> but next we got a uh, Swerve Isaiah Sarah Scott against Jake Atlas, and a really fun match. Really, really fun match. These two work really well together, and Atlas picks up the win. And after the match, he tries to shake Swerve's hand, and Swerve's not having it. So he's got a nasty scowl on his face, like he's healing, baby. Maybe we're gonna get a little bit of kill shot vibes here. What's that? His uh, wait, no, he, was he kill shot in Lucha Underground? Oh, um, I think he was kill shot. I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. He was Shane yeah. Strickland. Yes, he was kill shot in uh. I think Lucha you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. And then we got That's a uh, <laughs> Tommaso Champa promo about Cameron Grimes for some reason. I don't know why he's so mad about Cameron Grimes. He doesn't want him going to the moon, baby. I, I, he he's anti space. Oh he fuck! Says he ain't nobody going to the moon. Nope. Not but, now. But he's going to the moon. Nobody can stop him. <laughs> <laughs> To the moon. But next, we got a uh, triple threat tag match between Imperium, the grizzled young veterans, and Everice. Uh, <laughs> we got this is a fun match. Um, the two Euro teams attack Everice before the match can really get started. And then uh, Gibson, Zach Gibson, and Fabian Eichner start the match between those two. And they just kind of lay into each other for a little bit. Uh, Everice try to tries to be opportunist, cu- tries to catch them off guard while they're uh, while they're down, and don't really work out because they're Everice. Yeah, Everice. One of their names is Bartel. Yeah, yeah. They like Martin hate- Bartel or something, and, and then the-, the Imperium guy's name is Marcel Bartel. I, I noticed that too. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" There's too many, too many names. I like Bartel. That that doesn't like. That's not a common name, so it's very jarring that they're both named that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially in a company where it's like, we don't want anybody looking the same or, yep. you know, anything like that. Yeah, it's very strange. Very strange. But the Grizzly Young Veterans hit t- hit Ticket to Mayhem and on uh, Parker, who is of Ever Eyes for the win, which Ticket to Mayhem is such a great name for a taxi move. Yeah, I do like that. And it's nice that Ever Eyes just didn't come in and job. You know, it's... yeah. They're definitely, a, uh, you know, jobbers of the year for sure. Give that award out. Um, but, yeah, it's nice that they had, like, an actual match, though. Yeah, definitely. Next, we got a Tony Storm interview. She gets interrupted by EO. They brawl all around. And then Ember Moon backs EO up, and that kind of settles the score for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. 
and that follows that. Followed that is a uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Cameron Grimes match. It, it was a fun match. It was it was, it was fine. Uh, Ciampa, of course, gets the win there. Yeah. I mean, you say those two names, and you're not going to have a bad match, really. Yeah, for sure. Uh, forgot to mention that Timothy Thatcher, of course, had a, a seat set up at ringside, kind of uh, mirroring what Tommaso Ciampa would do to his matches. Yeah, and then what was his uh, student that came in and did a run-in? August Gray. No, 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 no. His name was something Rust. Oh, uh, Tyler Rust. That's uh, Rust Taylor from ROH fame. Okay. And then uh, they had the, the little bit of uh, back and forth in the back, and he, I think he's going to be signing on with uh, Bivens Enterprises. Yeah, I, saw, I noticed that. But I think you were right when you said it last week. I think um, I think Thatcher really didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. And that they are going to team for the Dusty Classic. That's what it's. That's what it's seeming like. That's what I'm. That's what I, the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Yep. But I guess we'll see. But next we got a uh, Zayali and Boa in her, or uh, vignette. And this was the best one so far because this was like brutal, man. They yeah, really, they were like in Guantanamo <laughs> Bay or something like. They were straight getting tortured. The like fuck. It, they they. It was, it was actually it was actually really cool. Like it was yeah. way better than the rest of the stuff they had done. But they yes. were like punching boards and like kicking pole like and then just getting like whipped with like kendo sticks and they're just bleeding everywhere it was brutal man and they're still not showing us who this person is gonna be and i but yeah. i still have no idea hmm. i'm interested to see what happens though because they're about to i hope they come back like complete like machines and just tear through the whole division yeah i agree <laughs> yeah this is the best thing they've done for sure i mean you got nowhere to go but up but yeah, yeah. I thought this was really cool. Hopefully, they they continue the momentum. Uh, next, we got a silly Gargano family celebration. Uh, Johnny hands Candice a trophy with Candice with Shotzi's head on it. Uh, <laughs> Damian Priest interrupts it, but then gets jumped from behind by Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. That match is gonna be a banger in a leather jacket. Hard. Yeah. Dude, this man's looking crazy. And then he just goes out the back door, gets in the car, and leaves with Scarlet. And the Dodge Challenger. Wait, was it a jo- was it a Challenger or a Charger? Can't I remember. Mean, I don't know if it was a Charger. They, it, I don't even know if they showed the logo. It's kind of hard to tell from the side. I think it was a Challenger. I don't know. If I could I'll, see it, I would be able to tell you, but I don't remember. It's I'll, one of them, too. It's a Dodge. Yeah, I'll go with you. Uh, I'll believe that. <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Goddamn. <laughs> Next, we got a Killian Dane and Pete Dunn match, which was a really fun. They were beating the hell out of each other. Man. Yes, they were. And Dunn got—I was very surprised, but Dunn got him up for the bitter end for the win, which I was know. Wild. I, was like, I don't know how he's going to hit this one. He did, yeah. During the match, uh, Drake Maverick ended up coming out to fend off Oni and Birch, who came out to help Pete Dunn. And it's been a while, been a while since we had seen Drake Maverick, so it was cool to see him back keeping. Yeah. Uh, the uh, friendship with Killian Dane going. Yep. Since before War Games. Yeah. And then Leon Ruff has an interview in the back after that match. And he's saying that he has a tag tag match next week, but he needs a partner because Damian Priest is going to be his partner for it. And Kushida says he'll take Priest's uh, place, which is makes sense. Kushida's like a very well-rounded uh, tag team wrestler. Kind of reminds me of the team he had back in the day in ROH. My dad actually mentioned this when, th- when this happened. Uh, Kushida teamed with uh, Cheeseburger a little bit in ROH. And that kind of gives oh, me really? the same vibes, yeah. Oh, that's dope. It's random, but that's cool. 
But the main event here, man, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. This is a really fun match. Yeah. Um, once again, like I said at last week and at War Games, they're really pushing Raquel Gonzalez here, and and Ember Moon, of course, uh, is great. You know, she's she. There's not really much bad shit you can say about her. She's she's decent. You know, she's yeah. mid card, but um. Uh, Gonzalez gets a win here, which like I, that's kind of adds to my theory here that they're giving her a big push. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was really cool. Uh, the, the one spot that stuck out to me most was that crate. I don't even know what, how this happened, but Ember Moon does like a dive, and Raquel catches her and lawn darts her into the ring post. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. And I thought she was going to go off of that like um, telephone. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Whatever it's called, announce table, but maybe they're saving that for the or something for next week or I could see that know. yeah yeah but Raquel ends up winning with the pump handle pan- the pump power pump handle one hand power bomb yep I don't know if she calls that I don't know if she even have a move, has a move for it yet or a name for it yet one arm power bomb or whatever yeah yeah pump handle power bomb that's kind of cool though and then uh Tony Storm comes out and they continue the beat down and Rhea Ripley comes out makes the save and they have a little bit of a stare down and that's how you have the show goes off air yep so it was, a, it was a fun episode of NXT. They they're setting up a few little storylines. Uh, you have we haven't heard from Pat McAfee since War Games, so I'm interested to see what's happening there. Yeah, yeah. Just Pete. Uh, no, we saw the rest of the 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 new kings, as you call them. Yeah, the, the, uh, that's old kings, new kings. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of a new king, let's talk about ROH final battle this weekend. So. To set up our match of the week next this week, let's run down final battle for this year because we're going back to 2016's final battle for our match of the week. But this weekend on Friday, the 18th, is ROH's final battle, their final pay-per-view of the year, and it's headlined by for the by the world champion Roosh taking on none other than Brody King. There, there's there's the King tie-in. It came full circle. Ooh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna run down the card real quick. I'm gonna go from top to bottom to top. So we're it opens up with a uh, scra- like a, not a scramble match, but a uh, fatal four way, and the winner gets a uh, ROH TV Championship match later in the show. So this is gonna be between Dax Draper, Josh Woods, LSG, and oh, if this man doesn't win, I'm gonna be pissed. Tony Devin. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I hope Tony Devin gets the win because yeah, the match, the match he will have later in the show would be a banger. But you, <laughs> the main man, has a match up next. You gotta love that Danhausen. He's taking on Brian Johnson. Hopefully, he brings out the teeth. <laughs> very evil, very humble. Oh, you gotta love it. No swearing. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, next we got this match is gonna be awesome, man. Tyler Bateman and Vincent, who are called the Righteous, taking on the Kingdom, Matt Ooh. Taven and Mike Bennett. That's gonna be real fun. Hell yeah! Shout out Mike Bennett. Definitely. And another tag match follows that. It's a Pure Rules tag team match. It was the first ever Pure Rules tag team match, which was really cool. It's a uh, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus representing the Foundation. Going up against Wheeler Yuta and Fred Yehai. That match is going to be great. That's going to be really good. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm not familiar with Freddie. I'm familiar with Freddie. Yeah, I'm not familiar with his partner. Really, you did rule. He's really good. Really, really good. All the all these guys are very good at the pure wrestling style, and I think it's really cool that Gresham's kind of trying to bring that st- style back to ROH. Yeah, I think if we get, uh, I'm not trying to skip ahead, but I think if we get a a Brody King title reign, and then you know Gresham's doing the the code of honor, you know they're really returning to the roots, kind of a thing. It seems like yeah, I I, I think that could be a big resurgence for. Uh, ROH, I think, if if I that keeps agree. going the same way. Yep. But speaking of the octopus, Jonathan Gresham defends his pure championship against Flip Gordon, the mercenary here. Uh, nice. Oh, that'll be a good match. It'll be really good, and Gresham's going to win. Yes, I would <laughs> Gresham, agree. Gresham needs to win. But next, Jonathan Gresham's working overtime, man, because next he's it's the uh, ROH Tag Team Championship. <laughs> man, ROH... <laughs> Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal against Mark Briscoe and PCO. Damn. Why Why not the other Briscoe? Jay Briscoe was supposed to have a match against EC3, but EC3 was taken off the show for pro for COVID reasons. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they've been Yeah, they have been beefing, that's right. Yeah. So Wait, they've been they just teamed together, though. They just did a six-man. Who? Briscoe's an EC3. Yeah, I think it kind of broke down there. Gotcha, like okay. But, man, I, um, hopefully that match happens eventually. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm sure it will. EC3's got nothing but time, buddy. Yeah, exactly. And then next we have the ROH World TV Championship. Hopefully, Tony Deppin taking on the champion, Dragon Lee. That'd be a, such a good match. Dragon Lee and Tony Deppin would be great. <laughs> I hope that's what happens. And like I said already, the main event will be Roosh, the World ROH World Champion, taking on Brody King. And it's time for Brody King to take this belt. I yeah, I would agree. Especially the, now that they brought back Ring of Honor. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think this is that's the guy, and it would be great to see great to see a hard like a straight up hardcore dude. Having the world championship in one of the the most prestigious companies in wrestling It'd just be yep. be a huge moment for all for everybody in our little soul culture who's yeah, a fan definitely. of wrestling at least. Yep, that's that's a dude who's just literally <laughs> played I've played a show with before. Like that's just straight up hardcore dude, and he's out here doing big things. So much respect to Brody King. Yep. But speaking of the ROH World Championship, let's go back to 2016 real quick because for the match of the week, we're going back to final battle. 2016, Adam Cole, Bebe, taking on his now fellow Undisputed Era member, Kyle O'Reilly. And <laughs> this match is a banger, but we you already know where I'm going to say. I'm about to hand over the reins to you. Let me know what you thought of this one. I think it stinks. No, <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, this was a, this is a great match. I, I like, I, we were talking before we started recording that this was actually, uh, Adam Cole had just joined the bullet club. Had he already? I, I had to go back and look it up. Cause we, we were talking, we thought he hadn't joined yet, but yeah, he was in the bullet club at this point, which is dope, you know, and he's over for sure. Um, but man, this is just a fucking banger. They're hitting stiff. O'Reilly's just, uh, anything with O'Reilly is just going to be stiff, beating the fuck out of each other. 
They're both gigging by the end of it. There's a spot where O'Reilly uh, gets hit with the belt, and you can just he see they should have cut the, the camera. Say <laughs> what? He kills him with the belt too. Yeah, yes, he does. But you can see he goes under the apron like he just crawls just his head. So he's like, obviously he's he's uh, yeah he's he's blading a little bit here. But um, then it, it starts going more hardcore where you get trash cans, you get a chain, thumbtacks. You know, um, Kyle O'Reilly drops Adam Cole. I think it was like a back body drop on the unfolded chair. That was nasty, yeah. <laughs> Definitely nasty. And there's a, a spot in the beginning where, sorry, O'Reilly's sitting up on the top rope and Adam Cole just shoves him off the top rope and he just bounces off the. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that, I hate that. Hey, man. But, yeah, man, this, this is great. Um, eventually, O'Reilly gets the best of him, puts him in. Uh, um, what was it? A figure four? It was a submission. A arm bar. An arm bar. And Cole taps, man. O'Reilly yeah. gets the belt. Is this the first time he won won the belt? Yes, yeah, his first world championship. Oh wow, that's awesome. I love that. Kyle, what, what stuck out to you the most? Because I know you, you're uh, you were big on this this match. I th- you basically hit all of the spots I was going to mention. There was a one spot where O'Reilly had him in like the guillotine and then transitioned from the guillotine to the trial choke. And I thought that that like little submission things like that I love. Yeah, Just, yeah. But you really, you basically <laughs> mentioned all of the uh, spots I was going to mention. There was the, the back suplex off the top. Yeah, you, you mentioned everything I was going to say. There was just, they mm-hmm. beat the hell out of each other. They turned into a hardcore match, which is kind of uh, rare for Kyle O'Reilly a lot, sometimes, I feel like. Okay. But yeah, he's more of like a King's Road style, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely a King's Road yeah. submission style. But yeah, it was really cool to see. Kyle Riley pick up the the win and get his first title. Uh, I've been saying for however long we've been doing this podcast, much longer, yeah. but like on this podcast, I've been saying probably since the first episode that Kyle Riley needs to be the NXT champion. And I think that I hope that happens one day. Yeah, I mean, he got close, so it's not like it's out of the picture for sure. He should be the the WWE World Champion. Give it all to him, man. Oh fuck! Imagine Kyle Riley versus Brian da- or Daniel Bryan. For the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, that I was I was literally just about to say that that's a WrestleMania match for sure. That oh, give give them thirty minutes and that's probably that'll be one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. You gotta give the people what they want. Yeah, Vince ain't gonna be doing that anytime soon. Nah, maybe if Triple H gets the pencil on the main card, maybe. But other than that, eh, eh. <laughs> well, yeah, man, this was a great match. I'm really excited for Final Battle this weekend. So it'll be cool to see a big ROH show because it's been a while since they had one. I think the last one they had was February, mm, I believe. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, it had to be February. So shout out to Ring of Honor. Excited to see what they do this weekend. But if there's not anything else, we can uh, let people know where they can find you on social media. You can find me on a pile of thumbtacks on Instagram at an X, N-A-B-X 219. And I'm also on the Twitter at FatXTony. What about you? Well, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at BurningHammered. And you can find me, my band, on Twitter and Instagram at Karma, K-H-A-R-M-A-M-W-H-C. We still got that record out. It ain't going nowhere. Most dangerous game. Go stream it. Go listen to it. We got a few records left. I think we have like 50 left maybe on on uh, the All Insight. So go check that out. 
Yep. And uh, what else? Album yeah. of the year, baby. Hey, it's the best album you ever heard in your life. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm really proud of that record and been getting high yep. praise on it. So it's hard, it, bro. It's heavy. It's hard. It's Even if we weren't friends, I'll, I would definitely put that in like my little, you know, little square. The nine box, whatever. The yeah, nine. yeah. The, the album, the, you know, whatever. Best, best of twenty twenty, basically. Yeah. Oh yeah, I appreciate For that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, man. Everybody, anybody who's into heavy music, even if you aren't, I, I, I throw like some like hip hop style flows in there. So sometimes, so maybe you'll ha- hear something that catch your ear and turn you into a hardcore fan. So just check it out, man. Karma, most dangerous game. Find it whatever you listen to music. But that's enough of me putting myself over. We could uh, <laughs> can't get shit in. You can you can find the show on Twitter at the Go Home Pod and on Instagram at Go Home Pod and on Facebook.com backslash the Go Home Show, and then you can shoot us an email for whatever whatever you want to talk about. Just if you have any ideas or just any any comments about the show, like if you're feeling it, anything you think we can improve on, whatever, just shoot it our way at the Go Home Show Pod at gmail.com, mm. and then. Uh, let me think. Let me think. I can't. I can't think of a joke. I was gonna. I was gonna try to throw a joke in right there, but I don't got one. <laughs> I'm no comedian. Send us your hate mail. <laughs> yes. Yes. Send us hate mail. Whatever you want. Talk some shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, we'll be back uh, next week with another week in wrestling. We'll have. We'll be talking about a uh, final battle and Survivor Series or not Survivor. What the hell? Survivor Series. TLC. TLC. I don't know where Survivor <laughs> Series came from. <laughs> We're talking about Survivor Series, brother. It better be from '98. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be back, man, and uh. Until then, hope everybody's taking care of each other out there wearing masks. Black Lives Matter. From Jordan and Nick, it's time to go home.